George Kilpatrick, inspiration for the nation. During the Martin Luther King Jr. 38th annual celebration at the JMA Wireless Dome, something new and something exciting is about to happen. Well, if you're listening to this today, which is Sunday, January 22nd, or any time between now and then, on the Sunday of the dinner at 4.15 p.m., the doors will open to the Club 44, which will have an art exhibit. And one of the artists featured will be Jessica McGee. She's a fine artist. She uses creative arts therapy. She's in the uh, School of Visual and Performing Arts working on a master's. Am I right about that? So far, so good? Yes. <laughs> Native of Los Angeles, California. And part of the work that she does explores creative arts therapy uh, to help with inter intergenerational trauma, uh, domestic violence, and also uh, people who uh, are marginalized and poverty and in, in, in poverty. All right, or of not not of means, which I guess that's what margin marginalized means. I'm saying all of that to welcome you to the program, and you um, describe your art as divine wanderings. And so, tell me about you and your art, and what people should know about Jessica McGee. Um, well, my art really explores the human condition um, and how trauma and intergenerational trauma impacts us as beings existing together. Um, trauma, I feel, is um, a major poison in our society that we just really need to root out. It takes a lot of work um, to go through that healing process, and there are a lot of things that happen with the body, the physical body, as a result of trauma, um, causing diseases and um, just hyperreaction to situations. Um, and I feel that when people are more educated on how trauma impacts them personally, they can start to regain control over that process of reowning you know, their bodies and reaching self-actualization. What occurs to me is that I don't know that I'm in trauma, right? That trauma mm -hmm. has happened to me and mm -hmm. my reaction to it may not be intuitive. Like I might not know that the thing that I saw because it's been so normalized, right? So yeah. how do we undo that piece and how does art help with that? So trauma exists mostly in the nonverbal realm. If you think of like muscle memory, right? It's stored in the body. People don't, like when you're experiencing a traumatic event, um, the reptilian part of the brain takes control over the executive functioning part of the brain and it suppresses it. Um, basically in that fight or flight mechanism, um, it, it takes over to get you to safety and save your life. And so while the executive functioning part of your brain is either offline or suppressed, um, you won't remember things from the actual traumatic event, or you will remember very small certain things. You'll have flashbacks of something that happened. And um, in that process, the body holds on to it. Like you can even have triggers slash activations that, you know, are olfactory, you know, certain sounds, certain scents can be a trigger or an activation for you, sending you back into that flashback mode. And that keeps it current 
in your mind as if it happened, you know, today, even if it was, say, 10 years ago. And then also in terms of intergenerational, when we experience trauma, you know, our bodies go through that physiological process and it retains that information. Now, when it retains that information, it gets passed down to our children so we can better protect our children in the future. So really the main point is, you know, one, understanding that, you know, you are safe, you know, in the space that you're in, if you have, you know, gotten out of the dangerous experience, because, you know, with like, um, say, intimate partner violence or child abuse, it can be trauma over an extended period of time. So um, that would be chronic trauma. So really getting yourself to that safety or understanding when you are safe and working from there moving forward um, is really key. And art therapy is really helpful because it works on that nonverbal realm. Like it allows you to take all of these feelings that you're having that you can't put words to and it allows you to put it onto a piece of paper or whatever it is that you're working on. It's externalizing that. And then you're able to look at it from a different perspective. And from there, you can start to regulate it. And so as you were speaking, what immediately, what my mind immediately went to was the trauma and legacy of slavery and, 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 and being enslaved and how that can be passed on through generations in our DNA and how that, how we might be living with that trauma. How, how does your art understand that? And how, how do we, how do you process that? It's really about sifting through um, all of the external stimuli, things that are activating, understanding, you know, the here and the now and you know, actively working to keep yourself in a safe situation instead of um, chronically going back to um, familiar patterns or um, not really giving yourself the value um, that you should be giving yourself in order to leave those situations. Um, a lot of times um, people in situations of intimate partner violence feel like they can't do any better and they stay. And that right there will just continue to tear them apart further, pull them away from their true self, their highest good. And so really kind of coming to understand, you know, the complexity of your being, right? And understand what you are worth. I mean, even a person that perpetrates the trauma is traumatized in that moment. So mm -hmm. it's really about breaking a chain, breaking a system and relearning how to cherish yourself and how to view others around you. Like if you know someone that's really impacted by trauma and you kind of see them, you know, going through all of these things, you know, let them know that, you know, you are there to support them. Like that is the most important thing because oftentimes people with trauma will lose a lot of relationships, positive relationships as a result of their trauma. But I want to harken back to harken back. I want to revisit what you said about people who are intimate partner violence situations who who don't believe that they have other options. Well, part of it that you the key word you said was safe. It may not be safe for them to leave in that situation. And so that trauma is and once they do leave that situation, now they're reliving that 
trauma through some of the triggers, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yeah. And so I want to just be careful that we make sure that when somebody can leave, it's often part of the equation, not necessarily yeah. that they don't want to leave or feel that they can't leave. They're not, sometimes it's not a choice that they can make in that moment. And oftentimes the system is not supportive. Like the system will say that it's, you know, supportive of the survivors. And, you know, there are awesome programs like Vera House is amazing. But when it comes to, say, integrating a stay at home mom, you know, through Vera House and into the system so she can support you know, herself and her children on her own, there are a lot of limitations that are faced, a lot of um, blockades and, and boundaries, which are extremely difficult to get through, um, unfortunately. And, you know, the more we work with trauma and the more that we produce art that speaks to it, the more we'll raise public awareness and, you know, give other people that courage to step out. And the more that we step out, the more the system will need to recognize, um, you know, it's it's flaws and it's shortcomings. Talking with uh, Jessamine McGee, she's a visual artist, also uh, works through creative arts therapy to heal trauma uh, through a number of different uh, issues that people might be dealing with. Uh, so back to your art, because we're talking about how what your art is impacting, but your art itself and the spiritual element that I am perceiving uh, in the way you describe your art and how when people walk through the exhibit, what you hope that they feel when they walk through there. Because uh, when you say creative arts therapy, yes, you're a visual artist, but this therapy can also uh, be in the form of other arts forms. So uh, help me through this uh, so understanding. Yeah. Okay, so one, my art itself is a reflection of the beauty that I see in others. Um, I'm constantly cherishing different nuances that I sense from people, different emotions, different feelings, you know, their, their innate beauty within themselves as a person, as a spiritual being. Now, when it comes to art therapy, Art isn't used to be, um, you know, this this pretty image, as I tell my clients, we're not making something magnificent, we're using art as a tool. When art is used as a tool to kind of work inside that nonverbal part of yourself, then you can use it to pull the things out. So we're not really going based on what things um, look like per se, or trying to hang it in a gallery. It's more of just something that's a tool that we use to pull out all of that stuff that our body is hanging on to. Mm -hmm. So if, when I go to the show, what do you want me to experience? Honestly, I don't like to tell people what to experience. Um, sometimes I see you avoided that. Yes. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I sometimes include writings or poems that go with my paintings. But at the same time, I want people to have their own experience, their own realizations, um, their mm -hmm. own, their own notions. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so the idea of divine wanderings, tell me how that concept came to, came to be. Um, just because I feel like I'm always around people watching, 
you know, being curious about things, going hiking, being very curious about nature and its own beauty, because nature also has proven um, scientifically to provide um, resilience benefits to the brain. So people who experience a lot of trauma um, should really expose themselves to nature as much as possible. And I try and include that in all of my paintings. And just seeing an image of nature can have a similar impact on the brain as well. Just having something there to kind of, you know, replenish, refresh, recharge the brain, the mind, the soul. You'll be uh, featured along with artist Jaleel Campbell, Vanessa Johnson, and uh, David McDonald. Um, and and I believe that uh, just this, I, in, the, how, just the notion of infusing art into the celebration of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. What do you have to say about that and the King legacy and positioning you all uh, in this way to help uh, tell this story? Well, Dr. King was about love and it's, it's kind of a same, the same translation for me. It's communicating love for all beings, whether it's those who trespass us and those mm -hmm. who do not because even those that trespass us there's there's a reason for that they experience something whether it be in their childhood or in their life at some point you know that harmful behavior you know is something that was that was learned in them and it's a defense mechanism right so if we kind of you know consider those people that are harming others you know as one using a defense mechanism and as two continuing to harm themselves further you know with each you know, either psychologically or physically violent acts, you know, they, they, um, they do, then we can look at them with more compassion and try and be there for them too. I mean, I know it's hard. I know it's scary. Um, and a lot of people, you know, it's, it's safer, you know, to avoid people like that. But if you are, you know, not in a personal setting with that person, but you are working with them professionally, right, then it is okay to engage, right, on those behaviors and let them know how much they're worth. Um, so really, it's it's all based in love. Um, space was made for all of us to exist, for all of us to self-actualize, for all of us to fulfill our purpose. And sometimes we get lost and art, you know, and art therapy can help us find our way out of that. So describe what happens in art therapy, like what you know for for for, for this clients that you describe who have maybe experienced childhood trauma, intimate partner violence, um, some other form of trauma. What happens in an art therapy session? So right now I'm running group sessions. Um, I'm in my third semester of internship, and I will be starting um, one on one sessions this semester. But in my group sessions, it's focused on um, your trauma symptoms and identifying which symptoms you specifically experience because there's hypoarousal, there's hypervigilance, um, there's also hypoarousal. So you have all of these different things like hypoarousal is kind of like a numbing down. You're not really sensing what's going on. And hyperarousal is kind of like, you know, the pounding heartbeat and the sweaty palms and the panic attacks and stuff like that. 
So one, understanding that these are all symptoms of an illness and they're not actually character traits um, is something that is extremely important because that's another thing that impacts the self-worth too. If, you know, someone's feeling like they're all over the place and they can't think straight, you know, they may think it's them, but it's really the PTSD or the CPTSD. So you have to start at the base level, kind of building self-worth and understanding of, you know, what's yours and what's not yours. Yeah, I, I love um, in some of your art, for example, uh, you, you know, there's this the one with the tree, right, where the tree is sort of bending and it kind of just goes on. What are you telling us there? What are you telling us? there? Not what I'm experiencing, but what are you telling us from your perspective? So from that piece, I actually, um, I did that piece. Where was I? I was camping by myself and with my dog and um, I brought all my paint stuff with me. It was, you know, a self-care weekend. And um, I just decided to focus on this one tree. And it was, so trees, what they do is one, they feed each other right? They nurture, mm. they take care of each other, but they also kind of lean out to reach the nutrients that they need to get from the sun. They make their mm -hmm. way to get what they need. And that tree was just beautiful to me because, you know, trees, they find a way to survive and trees also, you know, they provide so much for people in, in general. One, they, they clean our air, right? They, we use them to, you know, build our homes. They are a source of shelter for us. Um, they can be a source of heat. They, they give, if you think of like the giving tree, the book for kids, they just give and they give and they give and they witness and they love, right? They, they take care of us. So that tree, you know, in just its own existence, I just, I found it beautiful. Yeah. And like, beauty <laughs> and this piece is that piece that i'm referring to is called implicit resiliency so you um mm -hmm. and then there's a poem that goes with it uh where you say trees bearing all witness the eyes of nigh tidal waves whilst we dance under our sun and seeing blades of shale and green for you i stand here art hoping our heart open to the sky for my truth lies within your witness and just that line right there was basically saying, well, this is what I'm interpreting. So here's my interpretation of that, right? I am sitting here and allowing myself to just be in this moment and in that presence to take this all. And that's what I got from this, those few lines right there. So. Yeah. And that's what we need more of. We need to just be still in the moment and see what's going on around us, not worried about the past, not worried about the future, but just being present in the right now. That's extremely important. Well, Jessica McGee is one of the artists that will be featured as part of the Martin Luther King Jr. Celebration, 38th annual Martin Luther King Jr. Celebration happening later today when you see this. Uh, at the carry at the I keep saying carry dome, the JMA Wireless Dome. Doors open for the art exhibit at 415. You will need a ticket for the dinner if you're going to the dinner. If not, you can go to the art exhibit, wait an hour or two, and then you can hear the rest of the program because dinner will start at 5 o'clock. So check out this art exhibit. Great artists, 
The artists, uh, once again, that will be featured include uh, Jessica McGee, Vanessa Johnson, Jaleel Campbell, um, and I thought I saw Dave McDonald too, but uh, whether or not he's going to be there or not, we're going to at least have Vanessa, Jaleel, uh, and Jessica. Uh, and uh, check this out. Again, the art gallery will open at 4.15 p.m., and you can visit mlk.syr.edu. Uh, as part of this, and we were having this conversation in partnership with Hendricks Chapel of Syracuse University. Jessica, anything else you want us to know about you and the art that you do? I just want people to know that I believe in them mm. and that they are completely capable and to point out what it is that you are most passionate about that you care most about and go for it and serve your purpose, believe in yourself and get there. And that's what I want my work to say to people. We are all complex, beautiful beings. All right, Jessica McGee, thank you so much. Thank you. Inspiration for the nation. Mm -hmm.